Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? All right, guys, here we are. It's another week in virus jail. And uh, <laughs> for those of you who were job searching when this all began, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of you that are going to be job searching because of what has happened, this is this is unprecedented. This is not something that we can look to the, the past and figure out, you know, let's do it the way we did it back then, because there hasn't been a back then for those of us who are alive today and certainly not, you know, I think you have to go back to the, what was that, the influenza epidemic of the 19 teens somewhere to, to find this kind of a thing. And I think even when we go back to the stock market crash in 2008, yeah, it was a difficult time because I was in higher education at the time and seeing students struggle with how to find a job in one of the worst job markets in, you know, history was very tricky. But even then, it didn't have the restrictions on it that we are facing now. So really uncharted waters. Having said all of that, these changes are not insurmountable. And that's really what I want to talk today about. There's, there's the concept of career pivots and, and under that kind of or, or over that is an umbrella, the idea of, of reinvention. So that's really what I want to talk to you about. So specifically for those of you that are job searching, were job searching when this all began, because I think it's really easy to tell yourself that there's no hope, might, might as well not even try. And what I've been putting out there on social media and as I've talked to my clients is keep in mind that the goal hasn't changed. So if you had a goal back in January or early February to find a new job in 2020, that's still your goal, presuming that nothing else has changed in your career circumstances. So then the question becomes, how do I get that goal. The way that I look, get that goal may look very different than the way that I would have gotten it a few months ago. But here's the reality. This is what's happening. And what do I do about it? I think what's going to happen going forward, a couple of things. I think that companies that are interested in staying alive, and I mean that very literally, are going to start to get creative in the very near future with how they do business. So those companies that have shut down, particularly some smaller ones that have shut down, thinking that this was going to be a couple of weeks and now realizing that it's going to be a period of months, they're going to get busy figuring this out and there's going to be hiring activity. There's also the hiring activity around the companies that are busier than they've ever been because of this. The world is going to go on. It may look a lot different. You know, I think about, and I'm sure you do too, if you've been alive for any period of time, I can think of my life in segments, right? There was, you know, before my mother died and after my mother died, and there were there are those kind of befores and afters in your life. And I think that those of us that are in the workforce right now, it's always going to be kind of before COVID and after COVID. Um, but this is the new world order, right? And what I think is fascinating and to think about is I was listening to my, my coach, Brooke Castillo, her podcast, The Life Coach School. And she was talking about the fact that, you know, we're all freaking out because the future is so unpredictable. And she was saying the future's always been unpredictable. We just thought we knew what was going to happen. Let's just say that you were engaged and you're supposed to get married this month or next month and it's been canceled. 
it was always going to be canceled. You were mistaken when you thought that you were going to get married this year. You were mistaken when you thought you were going to go on a trip in April of this year. You were mistaken when you thought that you would have a brand new job by April 1st. So it was never true. You just thought you knew what was going to happen. So here we are in this new world order, which we're all trying to figure out and companies are trying to figure out. So I want to talk about career pivots and reinvention in that context. So let's start with a definition of what a career pivot is. The act of finding a different career, which is still reliant on your current skills, but helps you move in a new trajectory. Often the draw of a career pivot compared to a career change is that you don't have to restart at the bottom of the ladder. A lot of the information out there right now about career pivots seems to be focused around the necessity of having to pivot. Like, well, we don't have any options, so what are we going to do now? And I really want to come at this from a perspective of choosing this pivot because it is always a choice. You can choose not to make a pivot. You have options. You may not think you do, but you do. The reason that I want to come at it from the perspective of you choosing to pivot is that gives you all the power. Rather than feeling like you're at the effect of the economy, what companies are doing, other external circumstances, that's very disempowering. I want you to take your power back. And I promise that's not an illusion. So here's a, a little bit more of a definition of the, the concept of pivoting from bizpenguin.com. A career pivot is about using your existing experience to find a better job. But a successful pivot also involves being open to what careers might suit your skill base beyond what you might be looking for. The, there are likely a great deal of jobs out there that you may not realize you'd be ideal for. Again, really coming at it from a perspective of what is exciting to you, what is interesting to you. I do not want this conversation to be, well, I have to, well, I have no choice, but that does not serve you, again, very disempowering. Another thing that I believe to be true as we go through virus jail is that people are innately creative and people are going to figure out how to adapt to that. And I'm giving you some, some, some help with that today for sure. I think in general, people are going to realize that they like something that they didn't think they'd like, that they, they really didn't like their job that they had, and they were just sort of in go motion and, and weren't questioning that until they stepped away from it for however long to work from home or they were laid off or whatever it is. So here's how I explain career pivots. So I always use it in the context, context of basketball, right, because they have a pivot in basketball. So when you're pivoting in basketball, you have to keep one foot stationary while you move the other. And you can do that as long as you're not bouncing the ball, right? Your stationary foot has to remain in either your, if we translate this to your career pivot, it has to either remain in your job function or your industry while the other moves. So either you're going to shift job functions and keep your industry stationary, or you're going to keep your industry stationary while you pivot your job function. If you think about in basketball, if you move both feet at the same time, it's a traveling foul. You get penalized for that. And, and from a practical standpoint, it's very difficult to change industry and function at the same time. So I want you to think about if you were a hiring manager and you've got a stack of resumes, you're probably going to be most interested in looking at the candidates who have both industry and function experience. Then you're going to be interested in the people who have one or the other. And at the bottom of the list is most likely going to be the people who have neither industry or function experience. 
you want to, again, pivot, keep one of those in, in place while moving the other one, not try to move both of them at the same time. I wanted to give you several examples of people, and some of these are clients that I've worked with. Some of them are kind of more hypothetical. So a CPA, so a certified public accountant who was working in an accounting firm, who pivots his industry to become the CFO at a nonprofit. So he's been an accountant, corporate accountant, accounting firm, public accountant. Now he's a CFO at a nonprofit. So he has pivoted his industry while keeping his function, financial management accounting, the same. A sales manager in the manufacturing industry who pivots into an operations role with another manufacturer. So he's keeping his foot in manufacturing, but now he's moved from sales into operations. Those are very closely related things. That would be a very easy shift to make because many salespeople do have kind of operations pieces to what they do, and the operations folks are often in support of the sales because the sales are the ones bringing the money in. A human resources generalist who is with a healthcare organization and then pivots into a nursing position at her company after completing the necessary educational requirements. So in this scenario, she starts work as a human resources generalist, you know, doing maybe payroll or, you know, in processing of new employees, that kind of thing. And then she realizes she's really passionate about becoming a nurse. She starts going to nursing school and then is able to stay with her same company and pivot into a nursing position as soon as she completes her education. Another example would be a customer experience manager, and this is actually one of my clients, with a large banking organization who translates in his experience into healthcare and pivots into a patient satisfaction role. So customer experience, he was with a large banking organization. He would work with the bank branches, in especially the ones that were kind of tailored towards the high net worth clients, and so that everything from kind of the minute they pulled up to the front of the bank through the entire experience was all very carefully mapped out to ensure customer satisfaction, where everything was, how it looked, where it was positioned. So then he has translated that into healthcare, and it's the same idea, but it's for patient satisfaction scores, which is a huge issue in healthcare right now. So he is looking at how do I translate this banking experience into healthcare so that we get those patient satisfaction scores up. Another one is a CEO at a faith-based nonprofit focused on healthy children who pivot into a marketing role for a faith-based radio station. This is actually someone I know. So she had been the chief executive officer, executive director, I think was her job title, at a YMCA. And she was able to translate that into a marketing role at a faith-based radio station. So the industry was, it was nonprofit, right? She was still in nonprofit. One was kind of healthy children and the other one was a radio station, but she was kind of in that same industry and she translated into a marketing role. Another example is a grounds manager for a major league soccer team who pivots into a sales role with an equipment company that does business with that soccer team. And this one's interesting because this is, again, is someone that I have worked with. It's an equipment company that you would recognize the name of, and he has worked with them. He's actually gone to their headquarters and gone through training with this company, and now they want him to translate into a sales role. So he's going to be able to use those skills of using the equipment as a customer of the equipment and as an expert in turf management to sell the equipment to other people that are in the job that he was in. Also, a sales and marketing professional in the travel industry, right, which is hard hit, 
pivots into a sales and marketing role at a tech startup. So this is also someone that I've worked with. So she was in sales and marketing. She's still in sales and marketing, but she's moved from travel to tech startup. And then a wait staff person who completes her degree and then pivots into management with the new com- with her same company, right? That's a pivot. So I wanted to give you a very entry level example as well. Here then are my top five tips for pivoting successfully. Number one, you want to take stock of yourself, your motivated skills, your values, your credentials, your personal qualities. Like what do you have to offer an employer? What would make them interested in wanting to hire you? Now, I use the term motivated skills, and I've talked about those before on the podcast. Those are those skills that are at the intersection of what you love to do and do exceptionally well. So please hear that motivated piece. So it's not this skill that I'm really good at and I'm so tired of using and it wears me out. It's the skills that I love to use and I'm great at. So number one is taking stock of yourself. Number two, taking stock of your current or most recent job if you've been let go or 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 otherwise unemployed. What did you like about it? So if you think about it, kind of graphing it out, those things that you like, you want to get bigger in your next job. And then what are you willing to let go of or even super eager to let go of as you pivot, right? That's the thing you want to decrease or eliminate. Number three is to take stock of the job market. Where are the opportunities in this current reality that you're facing? So is there a little bit of a pivot, right? So maybe you stay in the same industry, but you go into a vertical within that industry that makes a whole lot more sense right now. Where would you be excited to pivot to? Where does it make more sense for you to pivot to? So it's that balance of here's what I'm passionate about, here's what I love to do, and here's where the opportunities are. So I'm not going to I'm not going to solely look at one of those to the exclusion of the other. I want to bring those two together and let them intersect. Number four, get your marketing materials professionally updated. I know I harp on this, and you guys, I know it's because I firmly believe that everybody needs their resume written by a professional resume writer like me. However, when you're talking about a career pivot, you have to present your skills in a transferable way that speaks to the new industry or the new job function, and that is a higher level of strategy than just a linear job search. So if you've struggled in writing a linear job search resume before, just kind of 10 times that, and that's what you would be facing with a pivot resume. So get help. It's worth it. And I think with the job market the way that it's going to be going forward, it's all that more important. And then number five, get professional help with a pivot job search. Someone like me, who can help you put together a multi-pronged job search that will be effective in today's job search. Looking at job boards has never been a good idea. It's never been highly effective, and it's only going to get worse and or more so, more pronounced as we go forward, in my opinion. All right, so now let's talk about this other concept of career reinvention. Here's my definition of a career reinvention. It's the act of taking stock of where you are, where you want to be, and what it's going to take to get there. It's like a gap analysis. So as I see it, career reinvention is kind of the umbrella under which pivoting falls. So the steps that I mentioned for career pivot are all part of the process of career reinvention. So think of career reinvention as being this big thing, right? If you did a um, like a Venn diagram, career reinvention is this big thing, and career pivoting is kind of probably completely within the bubble of career reinvention, but it doesn't take up the whole space. They are not one in the same. 
So here's an analogy. I've mentioned before that I have to get a new car soon. I've fought it long enough and my car doesn't start with any regularity. So as part of my vehicle reinvention process, I've decided to pivot from a van to a small to midsize SUV. Now that I've decided that I'm going to do a vehicle reinvention, I have some steps to take to pivot. I'm going to research SUVs utilizing Consumer Reports. That's my go-to resource. I'm going to secure financing so I know what I can get. I'm going to narrow my options down after I look through what Consumer Reports says. I'm going to come up with maybe three to five top choices. Then I'm going to schedule test drives for each of my top choices. I don't even know what's going on with test drives right now in virus jail, so I'm going to have to find that out. And can I still buy a car? I'm sure I can, but I have to find out how that works. Then I might need to schedule a second test drive as I narrow my, my down to maybe my top two or three. Then I'm going to research best prices for my top choices, right? So I want to make sure that I buy this vehicle at the best place, not necessarily at where I test drove it if it doesn't do it for me. Then I'm going to engage in negotiations with my top choices. So I might have a couple of options that I'm negotiating with because I want them to play against each other. And then I'm going to select the best option for me and move forward. So you see how that works? So I have this concept, vehicle reinvention. And then as part of my pivot, pivoting from one kind of vehicle to another, I've got all these steps in process. Keep in mind that both a career reinvention and a career pivot presupposes that you have a desire to make a change. But it's also entirely possible that during your career reinvention process, you decide you don't want to pivot. You decide to double down on your efforts to remain in your current job function and your current industry, right? So there's always going to be a need, assuming that your industry does not go away or your job function does not become completely eliminated in the universe as a part of virus jail, and I don't see that happening there are still going to be opportunities. So it's up to you to decide, okay, this is where I want to be. I want to stay here. I don't want to do a pivot. I'm going to double down on my efforts. I did a special podcast a couple of weeks ago on job searching in virus jail. I'm going to put out more content around that. I'm going to be doing some webinars. So if you aren't on social media with me, I encourage you to get on social media so that you'll know about when those happen. And we'll talk about the strategies for looking for a job in virus jail but this is really kind of the concept of, do I want to do this at all? So again, as I said at the beginning, the goal hasn't changed. If you wanted a new job when, you know, January 1 rolled around of this year, then you still presumably want a new job. So just the difference is, how am I going to go about getting it? I think virus jail is simply requiring us all to be more creative, a little bit more vigilant, maybe a lot more patient than in previous job markets, but it's still available to us. And I just want you to hear me say that you've got this and you can do this. You just have to decide that you're going to and that you're not going to let this circumstance out in the world over which you have absolutely no control to change your dreams and your goals. So as always, I want to be your career coach. Reach out to me. Use my email address um, to send me a message. If you'd like to schedule a call with me, the link is in the show notes and we can do a 45-minute consult. There's no charge, no obligation. And I will ask you a series of questions about where you are now, where you want to be, what you've done to get there. And I will prescribe a solution for you that I believe will serve you um, in the best possible way. And of course, follow me on all the socials. LinkedIn, that seems to be where most of you are connecting with me. And also Facebook at lisa.edwards or Exclusive Career Coaching. And you can find me on Instagram at lisa.edwards. So I will see you next week. Take care. 
You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.